1: Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web, your home for Christian news and commentary. Today we'll be discussing Bart Barber going full blue anon to the pagan media that is 60 Minutes in an interview that aired this past Sunday. So we're going to be diving into that interview. But before we do so, don't forget to like the video. Also subscribe to the channel if you are new. So let's just go ahead and dive right on in. Bart Barber is the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Naturally, he would want to put his best foot forward in a way that it would be palatable for a pagan audience. But you know, Bart Barber leaves much to be desired with many of his answers here, including going full blue anon, which we'll be discussing.
2: It's been a turbulent few months for the Southern Baptist Convention. The SBC is the largest evangelical institution in America, representing 47,000 churches and about 14 million members. But in May, it was revealed some of its now former executives had ignored hundreds of allegations of sexual abuse in Southern Baptist churches for decades. When SBC members elected a new president in June, they turned to a small-town Texas pastor named Bart Barber to lead them. With the...
1: So I just want to pause right there because one thing that's worth noting is that nothing in the sexual abuse task force report, which is mentioned here, was really new other than the Johnny Hunt allegations. That was the biggest revelation from that. It was not this amount of covering up that he just made reference to. So uh, Anderson Cooper, I believe that's who that is. I don't watch CNN, so don't expect me to know these names. But he mischaracterized what exactly happened in May.
2: The Department of Justice investigation into the abuse scandal underway and midterm elections looming. We weren't sure he would want to sit down and discuss weighty matters of church and state. But he did. And as you're about to hear, Bart Barber has a lot to say about faith, scandal, and the political extremism threatening American
1: democracy.
3: The story will continue in a moment.
1: So a point of order is that the DOJ is investigating for the, so- the Southern Baptist Convention for an unknown or unspecified reason. I, the rumor has it that the Southern District of New York is the organization or is the branch that's carrying out this investigation, which implies that there might be a lot more going on than the uh, sex abuse cover ups. That the SBC has been trying to, you know, they've been wanting to fall on that sword, despite the fact that uh, they haven't really revealed any new uh, sex abuse cover-ups that were previously unknown. So, that that's kind of the weird thing about the Southern Baptist Convention. They're very sadomasochistic in their obsession with this issue. And that is despite the fact that they're going out of their way to label people abuse victims who were adulterous like jennifer lyell so it is a very weird situation bizarre because words have meaning and the southern baptist convention is not using words with their proper meaning but that's a digression and a point of order just so we set up this context because again maybe you weren't subscribed to this channel back in may when we are covering this blind partisanship destroys everything
3: uh, except baseball. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and I'm sticking with that no matter what. Uh, But so many things in church life and beyond that are areas where we have an opportunity to, to unite, solve problems, and we pass over that opportunity over and over again to shoot at the other team. And you see that filtering into the church. And it's absolutely coming into the way that people in churches who ought to know better are speaking to one another about... The, the issues that are outside the church that aren't really theological, the best characterization is they're not listening.
2: Bart Barber lives with his wife and two children in Farmersville, so, Texas.
3: What we're hoping to do is to use a kind of regenerative farming method.
2: He's got some land with a dozen or so
3: cows. If you want to see people come to know Christ, the way to do that is to share the gospel and pray. And has
2: preached every Sunday for 23 years at the First Baptist Church. Which only has about 320 members
3: what made you decide to try to become the head of the sbc i believe that the southern Baptist convention faces some unique challenges right now i felt like god was calling me to try to give leadership <laughs> at this
1: moment to help southern Baptists move forward okay yeah i gotta call that that's not true come on bart barber you were the third choice they were emptying out the bullpen for who uh, to nominate for president, they wanted Ed Litton for two years, and I'm when I say they, I mean like Kevin Ezel, who's the kingmaker in the Southern Baptist Convention. He wanted Ed Litton for two years. Ed Litton had to resign or and not seek a second term because of scandal in the bullpen. So if we let's use a baseball analogy, since he's a St. Louis Cardinals fan, um, the starting pitcher was Ed Litton. He got the ball taken from him by the manager, which is Kevin Ezel. The reliever comes in, and that reliever is Willie Rice. Willie Rice was nominated for Southern Baptist Convention president, and immediately he was scandal-enthralled, which Evangelical Darkwood probably put the first chink in his armor by revealing that he was a client of Docent Research Group. But nonetheless, Karengate would be the scandal that brought his campaign to an end. And then the manager gave the ball to Bart Barber. He was the third choice. Let it. Let us not act like this is a move that of a calling from God. It was a calling from the Southern Baptist convention elites who needs someone to fill that position and because they just lost their two starters or their, their starter and their reliever for this election cycle. This is just complete crap by Bart Barber. And it just needs to be called out because of how laughable it is. And just to prove how laughable this is, all these, uh, pitch pitcher changes these analogies happened in tandem you know when Ed Litton resigned or chose not to seek a second term immediately Willie Rice was nominated or announced his candidacy and same goes when Willie Rice was no longer in the bullpen Bart Barber uh came on the mound so just needs to be stated that is a point of order
3: chair declares the winner to be Bart Barber, the next president of the Southern Baptist Convention.
2: When Bart Barber was elected SBC president in June, it was just four weeks after an independent investigation revealed that some former members of the SBC's executive committee, which oversees budget and organizational issues, had for decades ignored hundreds of credible accusations of sexual abuse in Southern Baptist churches and seminaries
0: they didn't reveal that being
2: held financially liable.
0: They actually kept a list of over 700 names of people who had been credibly accused. What they said though, is we couldn't give that to the churches because local churches have autonomy and who they hire and fire for pastors. We can't tell them they can't
1: hire this person. Ryan Burge is an assistant. A list of Google name, like this was a list of names that were, you know, headlines and news reports of people in the pastorate who were convicted of, or indicted for. This was public domain information, and it's being called this secret list. Uh, It was public domain information. So if a church needed that list in order to not make, uh, because they were unwilling to do a background check, they weren't going to do their due diligence anyway it's just a it's kind of a fallacy if a church needed that list you know they were gonna you know then they're a bad church because the church should have done a background check on any pastoral candidate uh, that would have found what was in that list Assistant professor at
2: eastern illinois university and an american baptist pastor he's one of the country's leading data analysts on religion and politics were they calling law enforcement and letting police know that there was a, a predator at this church in this state?
0: The executive committee had the list, put it in a drawer, and didn't tell anyone about it for over 10 years.
3: That's the mindset that we're repudiating and moving against.
0: When you read that report and
2: to read accounts of people who were brave enough to call in to the executive committee to report abuse, for
3: them to be ignored That's not a strong enough word. We didn't just ignore them. Sometimes we impugn their motives. Sometimes we attack them. The reason why I'm president of the Southern Baptist Convention is because our churches do not agree with that and have taken action to correct those things. Bart
2: Barber says he's cooperating with the Justice Department's investigation and appointed a new nine-member sexual abuse task force that's building a registry for credible reports of abuse to help churches track predators.
3: I have strong feelings about this. It's not just anger, although I'm angry about it. God called me to be a pastor when I was 11. I believe in this. For people to sully this hurts me. I'm not doing this to try to accomplish some PR objective for us. I'm doing this because I want to serve God well For the new president of the SBC, that means staying true to his deep conservative
2: values and his beliefs about the last presidential election. Do you believe the 2020 election was stolen? No. You believe Joe Biden is the legitimate president of the United
3: States? I do. Absolutely. I pray for him consistently. As the president of the United States, I believe he was legitimately elected. He's not a conservative, by the way.
2: He doesn't believe the election was rigged. He does believe that... Joe Biden was duly elected the president of the United States.
0: That's a big deal. Sixty percent of white evangelicals believe the election was stolen in 2020. Based. And many, many Southern Baptists go to church every Sunday believing that. Southern Baptist pastors have been afraid to speak about that from the pulpit because they know lots of people oppose that in the pews.
2: How many people, how many voters is, is Bart Barber in a position to influence?
0: At least 70 million people identify as evangelical today. He can have a huge impact when it comes to who they
1: vote for and why they vote for that candidate. Ryan Bur- That's why the Southern Baptist Convention is important because uh, in, in a political sense. That's why we covered here on the Evangelical Dark Web, because it is culturally important. As terrible as the denomination is, we cannot discount its importance. We cannot discount its influence. And that's why a man in charge like Bart Barber is dangerous. That is why the Southern Baptist Convention, being as large and prominent as it still exists, is dangerous that is why you know i want to encourage churches to leave because of all this information that's out there about how corrupt and pretty much how unsalvageable the the convention is and how pathetic the movements to reform the denomination being the conservative baptist network mainly and founders ministry also to some extent are in trying to salvage the southern baptist convention they are doing a terrible job Uh, Tom Askell ran a terrible campaign for president of the Southern Baptist Convention. So, uh, but there it is. If they go woke, if the Southern Baptist Convention goes woke, that'll trickle down. And we can pretend all we want that church autonomy will ensure that that won't happen, but that's not what's happened thus far. These churches were largely unprepared for the rise of critical race theory. I would say that they are largely unprepared for the rise of psy theology, and they were certainly unprepared for uh, lockdowns and a proper biblical response to that, in large part because of the compromise in the Southern Baptist Convention.
2: Bird says in 2016 evangelicals accounted for 33 percent of all votes cast for Donald Trump, but Bart Barber's vote was not among them. In 2016, you said, I think it hurts the credibility of my testimony for me to be a vocal supporter of a demonstrably evil man whose campaign platform consists mainly of his evilness.
3: Yeah, I, I did not vote for President Trump in 2016. And that lays out my rationale for his that pretty well. campaign platform? What was the evilness that you saw? The way he treated women that had been documented at that point. That's not a campaign uh, platform issue. I thought that... Uh, a lot of the rhetoric about immigration was wrongful. A lot of Southern Baptists thought that the rhetoric about immigration was wrongful. Talking about legal immigration. Talking about legal immigration. You embrace it. I, I embrace it. I'm I'm thankful for people who have immigrated. I live in Texas. I'm surrounded by people who are intermarried into our families. They make our community better. Correct me if I'm wrong. In 2020, you did vote for Donald Trump. Part of what changed is that. Uh, The president advocated for some legislation on uh, sentencing reform, Uh, something that really really addressed some injustice that affected... uh, That was like one of the worst things Trump did. (laughs) I was encouraged by the consistent pro-life support that the president gave. I didn't expect that. We're gonna walk down and I'll be there with you. Barbara did tell us what happened on January 6th
2: And Donald Trump's role in it has had a
3: big impact
2: on his opinion of the former president. This is president where it gets now.
1: full blue anon here. And
3: I think a lot of Southern Baptists would be thrilled to have the opportunity to support someone for leadership in our country who's strong on the values that matter to us, who can do that without putting the vice president's life in danger. Right. You would be that hard pressed to joke. vote for
2: somebody who put his vice president's life in danger. Yes. Donald Trump did invite and incite and encourage a mob of people to march on the Capitol.
3: I'll just say this. I wanna be driven by the principles of Jesus Christ and uh, that does not involve mob violence. I, I, don't, I don't support that. Anyone who does support that, uh, I'm less likely to vote for them because of their support for that. If Mike
1: Pence. So uh, just to be clear, He went full blue and on there just adopting the complete woke leftist narrative or liberal narrative on January 6th and pretty much the false flag operation that the Democrats pulled. Or not Democrats, but largely the administrative state pulled in broad daylight uh, to pretty much begin the targeting of political enemies. When you see Joe Biden targeting pro-life activists, that started because of January 6th. When they went vindictively hard after uh, the people who walked into the Capitol were let in to the Capitol, they went vindictively hard against them. They violated all their constitutional rights to the point where these people would rather be uh, they would rather serve their pretrial detention in Guantanamo Bay because that institution has a reputation for adhering and respecting religious freedom more than the uh, DC gulags, as they're called. Again, the fact that the Southern Baptist president is going full blue and on here, clapping like a seal for the liberal media is a bad sign. He's not a conservative. And then he's gonna pretty much pre-support Mike Pence. So let's Pence
3: ran in a primary, you would vote for him in a primary? There is nothing that would prevent me from voting for
2: Mike
1: Pence in the primary. We asked Barber what he thinks about the. And that's just sad, too, because Mike Pence was a, you know, in the at the end of the day, he was a bad vice president. And that's not because of the election. Uh, it's largely because he was the man in charge of the COVID task force. He handed the country over. You know, Trump tasked him to do this job. And then he's listened to everything Debbie Burks and Anthony Fauci told him. Anthony Fauci came in, ran the meetings, and Mike Pence was just, you know, he was the guy letting it all happen. So Mike Pence is weak. He has a weak character. Uh, That was true when he was governor of Indiana, and that was certainly true when he was uh, vice president of the United States.
2: Christian nationalist rhetoric increasingly being used by some elected officials, like Congresswoman Lauren Boebert of Colorado.
1: The church
3: is supposed to... To direct the government the government is not supposed to direct the church it stands contrary to 400 years of Baptist history and everything I believe about religious liberty I'm opposed to the idea of Christian dominion churchly dominion over the operations of government why do you object to that okay Uh, I object to it because Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world I object to it because historically, every time it's been adopted, it wound up persecuting people like me. Doesn't stop at persecuting people who are not Christians. It eventually winds up persecuting people who are Christians for whom the flavor of their Christianity is different from that of the government. Support for the separation
2: of church and state was a foundational principle for Baptists who faced religious persecution in England and America in the 1600s. Baptists split in 1845 over slavery, which is when the Southern Baptist Convention was founded. The SBC supported slavery and later segregation. On abortion, the SBC's opposition has hardened over the years. In 1971, they made exceptions in cases where there was, quote, the likelihood of damage to the emotional, mental and physical health of the mother.
1: That was a very pro-abortion in 1980, they narrowed
2: that exception only to cases where pregnancy threatened the life of the mother. Bart Barber says he stands by that today.
3: Our interest with abortion is not, it's not to police everybody's sex life. Uh, our interest with abortion is that we believe that's a human person who deserves
1: to live. I want to do a point of order on the like Christian nationalist section where, again, Bart Barber is incredibly weak on the issue because uh, Christian nationalism is about— installing Christian morality into the legal system because the legal system is not morally neutral. It denies this idea that a neutrality exists in the public square. It just does not. There, is, there really is no neutrality, so therefore the government needs to have a positive alternative vision to the liberalism that we're seeing. So that's what you're seeing on the right, which is the difference between the new right and the old right. The old right was all about preserving this neutrality uh, to our own demise. And the new right is all about, a, you know, ha- fostering an alternative and affirmative vision for our future. And when it comes to Christian nationalism and its view on government, it's not to install a church state. I, I believe that is a fringe position in this movement. It, you don't want a church of the United States. No one really wants that, uh, to my knowledge. Now, what they would probably be more in line with is, you know, if you look at the a lot of state constitutions have religious requirements for holding public office. You know, the Maryland Constitution still has a religious requirement in the or or at least at one point did have a religious requirement in the Constitution uh, that required someone to be to be believing in. Uh, a higher power and accountability thereof. I think that's more the vision of the Christian nationalist movement, not having a state-run church, which is what Bart Barber is responding to.
2: There was just a case recently, a 10-year-old girl who was raped, barred from having an abortion in Ohio, was able to obtain one in, in Indiana. I mean, this is a little girl who, she has a right to life too. Sure. Even in that case, you think she should have the child? I do. She should be forced to have the child.
3: I I think, um, I don't want that to sound like I don't have tremendous compassion for her and her circumstance. I wish we could put an end to 10-year-olds being raped. I'm I'm trying to work against child sexual abuse because I think that's atrocious.
2: But you don't see forcing a 10-year-old child to go to term with a a baby from rape as abuse of a child?
3: I see it
1: as horrible. I see it as preferable to killing someone else. Not surprisingly, Bart... That was a fantastic answer. I know I've been ragging on Bart Barber for, in some cases, lying (laughs) about being called. It's like, you were called by Kevin Ezell, not God, let's be real. Um, But that was a fantastic witness right there. You know, I'm going to call balls and strikes here that was a hit excellent job bar barber on that one now i wish he had a consistently pro-life position which he does not but in answering that that is a tough question I, i i hope he rehearsed it and if he did he did a great job and uh that that was really good Orber
3: and the SBC
2: oppose same-sex marriage.
3: We're committed to the idea of gender as a gift from God. We're committed to the idea that men and women ought to be united with one another in marriage.
2: Do you still believe that gay people can be should be converted out of being gay?
3: I believe that sinners should be converted out of being sinners and that applies to all of us. Can somebody be a good
2: A member of the Southern Baptist Convention and be gay or lesbian and married to a person of the same sex
3: no in jesus name we pray amen
2: can a good christian good conscience vote for donald trump in 2024 before we left we asked bart barber one last time about how he'll vote i'm not even going to speculate about that who are the other choices ahead of the election in 2016 you said who you were going to vote for in 2020 you said who you voted for now you're not saying who you'd vote for. That's correct. Somebody seeing this is going to think, OK, well, that's, are that's, that's
3: political. It's not political calculation. The fact that in 2016, I could say something that I was speaking only for myself. And now, um, you know, uh, 50,000 churches of people I love are represented by me when I speak. And so um, do I feel a sense of needing to be more wise and careful about things that I say now? Absolutely I do have evangelical well calculated, calculated to cop out I like to support Donald Trump first of all, I think we had to choose from the choices that were given to us, and that's uh, that's that's an inescapable reality in our political system to but there's know.
2: a lot of evangelical support for Donald Trump that goes beyond just somebody holding their notes and saying, "Well, I have these two
3: choices, so I'm going to vote for this person that there are i'm telling you there are also a lot of people who articulate what i 've just said I just think that Under President Trump, they saw less backtracking on the things that were promised to them. I do think that Americans are hungry for strong leadership. I think that there's opportunity for strong leaders to emerge who give us better choices. I'm praying for that.
1: So. here's to Duncan. So that concludes our uh, tour through Bart Barber's interview. And again, I think that was a pretty well classed cop out. But I do got to point out that you did say that you were voting for Donald Trump and slash not voting for Donald Trump while you were only speaking for yourself. But you did so as a pastor of a church, which could be seen as speaking for said church. But you're not willing to do that as president of the Southern Baptist Convention in a system that is supposedly autonomous and the messengers are in charge and stuff like that. That nonsense that the Southern Baptist Convention tells themselves because they believe that their polity is uh, is that what it says it is when in reality it's not um, and the messengers have no power. So with that said, uh, Bart Barber, that, that that was a highly edited interview. Understand that. That, is, that was a highly edited interview. But I don't think they mischaracterized it from what I can tell. Uh, I I do think that Bart Barber was, you know, sincere in the sound bites that he was giving them. I think he did good on the issue of homosexuality. I think he did excellent on the issue of abortion in this interview. He's terrible for a Southern Baptist pastor outside of this interview, and he's attacking the real pro-life movement uh, because he wants to feminize it. But he did good on this interview in for this question that was asked. And then he also went full blue and on, and it just shows that you that, you know, this is just someone who doesn't really understand politics, trying to weigh in on it. Uh, this is someone who gets his news from liberal sources and therefore has a very skewed... Uh, Info, uh, intelligence gathering, I guess. And therefore doesn't know quite how to respond to it. But I think largely that's by choice. This guy is, you know, in my opinion, a villain in the Southern Baptist Convention. Definitely uh, one of the top five most powerful figures in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, Because again, I think Kevin Eazell is really the guy in charge. But So that was our tour through Bart Barber's interview with the pagan media. Uh, let me know what you think uh, about what I think about he, how he did. Let me know how you think how he did. And don't forget to like the video. Also subscribe to the channel. And again, if you want to support the Evangelical Dark Web, you can head on over to evangelicaldarkweb.org join. We have a Patreon-like system built into the site, and you can participate in other content and extra activities as they come around. Uh, Have a blessed day, and I will catch you on the next one.